Bibles this evening and open them up to Matthew. Let me have that notebook, please. Matthew, the ninth chapter. Mark, the fifth chapter. Luke, the eighth chapter. Come on, you with me? Come on, let's go. We've got miracles to get. Healings to receive. Come on, are y'all with me tonight? Isn't it wonderful? That we serve the living God. The great healer of every disease. If you believe the Bible, you have to believe in miracles. Hmm? If you believe the Bible, you have to believe in healings. God has always been the great healer. He revealed himself to his first covenant people Israel as Jehovah Rapha. The Lord who heals you. The psalmist said, He forgives all your iniquities. He heals all your diseases. Do you believe it? Yes. You know, a lot of, you know, most all Christians believe He forgives all your iniquities. Why not believe the rest of the verse? Hmm? You know, He, he heals all, A-L-L. I mean, if somebody stood up and said, well, no, it, might, it might not be God's will to forgive you of some of those things. You'd say, oh, no, no, that's wrong. That's error, error. And yet millions of people sit and listen to somebody get up and say, well, it may not be God's will to heal you of that. You just never know. And folks are so scripturally ignorant and dense that they don't jump up and go, no, no, no. He forgives all my iniquities. He heals all, A-L-L, -L, all my diseases. Don't you, don't you believe that it's God's will for you to be unforgiven or unhealed? Both have been bought and paid for by Jesus. He took our infirmities. He bore our sicknesses. He carried our pains. By His stripes, ye were, therefore are, am. Is <laughs> healed. Well, I don't feel healed, Brother Keith. I've been hurting so bad. Yeah, and you don't. You hadn't always looked saved either. <laughs> but you are. I said you are. You. No matter what you have done or how you have acted, you have been made the righteousness of God in Christ by the blood of the Lamb. If you've, if you've asked and you've received, you are forgiven and you are cleansed from all unrighteousness. And that doesn't matter how you feel about it. True or not? Well, according to the scripture, we're just as healed as we are forgiven. It's time we found out about it. It's time we believed it. And we'll see in the scripture this evening the, the, the key factor here concerning receiving it. In Matthew, the ninth chapter, if you didn't bring a Bible, the ushers have extra Bibles. Be glad to let you use one of ours. Hold up your hand real high and turn to Matthew 9. And then also, like I said, we're going to Luke 8. And also we'll be going to Mark 5, unless I get excited. <laughs> and the Lord gives us direction. We'll go another way. And that'll be good too. Matthew 9. Matthew 9, we're told of the healing of a woman through the ministry of Jesus. In Matthew 9 and verse 20, before we read this, let's, let's come into agreement in prayer. Father, we set our eyes on you tonight. We're not looking to each other as healer or deliverer or provider. Our eyes are on you. You are the healer. You are the deliverer. You are the blesser, the redeemer. Our mighty God. Give us all ears to hear your holy and wonderful word because it gives us life and it ministers health to all of our flesh. It ministers peace to our mind. Your word is powerful and mighty and able to break off every yoke of bondage and remove every burden brought by sin and ignorance and problems. Move among us by your Holy Spirit. Manifest 
your gifts. Manifest your miraculous power. The movement of your angels, may they be unhindered, unimpeded and your spirit. And get glory to yourself in this place. We will reverence you. We will show respect and honor to you, your name, your word, your things. And for the things that you have done and will do today and tomorrow and the days to come, we'll tell everybody that you did it. We won't give the glory to ourselves or to any man. We'll give you the glory and we'll give you the praise and we'll be thankful for you are good and you do good. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen means so be it. So be it. Matthew 9. 20, behold a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years, 12 years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, if I may touch his garment, I shall be whole. Glory to God. But Jesus turned him about when he saw her. He said, daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. I want you to say that phrase out loud. Your faith has made you whole. Say it again. Your faith has made you whole. What did Jesus tell her? He said, daughter, be of good comfort. Be comforted. Be glad, be happy, be at peace. Your faith has made you whole. Glory to God. And the woman was made whole from that hour. Somebody say glory to God. Do you believe it happened just like that? Go to Luke 8, please. This is Luke's account, Dr. Luke, Luke the physician. Of this same healing of this woman. Luke 8. I'm already glad I came tonight. How about you? I, I can tell there's something in the air. <laughs> Someone. Thank you, Lord. 843. Luke 843. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years which had spent all her living upon physicians. Now, Dr. Luke, by the inspiration of the Spirit, he adds something that none of the others added. He said, neither could be healed of any. Well, he's a doctor. And he had, the others didn't say that. They said she spent all she had. But then Dr. Luke says she could not be healed of any. You know, uh, we thank God. For our fine people in the medical profession. I mean, we've got men and women of God that are physicians, that are nurses, that are technicians, and all walks of life. But I think far too many have uh, replaced God as their healer with man. And it's, it's great that the Lord can use men to help us. And if it weren't for doctors and medicine, a lot of us wouldn't be here tonight. But God did not give us doctors and medicine to replace Him as the healer. And, uh, you know, you, you think about surgeons. Surgeons can go in and remove something that's not supposed to be there, but then once they have uh, made the incisions and they've done the cuts and the work, that's not healing, is it? That actually uh, inflicts some damage. And when they get through, now they're wanting you to heal up. Can they heal you up? No. <laughs> no man or woman can heal. God is the healer. Doctors can't heal. They don't heal. Thank God for them. But they don't heal. And it, it, it's, it, it irritates me that some just totally discount faith and prayer 
And in a few will say, yeah, it could be a help to what we do. Uh, wrong. Wrong. Uh-uh. Faith and prayer is not a help to, you know, natural means. These natural means are a natural help. They're a help to the main thing, which is looking to God. And any any man or woman in these professions that know God and have some humility will admit, man, there's so much they don't know, and they're so quickly it gets out of their hands, and they have to say, we can't help you. But that doesn't mean you can't be helped. Because all things are possible to him or her that believes. Thank you, Lord. And so we're not, we're not saying anything negative about going to the doctor or, or using that kind of help. But that doesn't mean you leave your faith at home or that you make that the main thing. You pray and you look to the Lord. And even if you're doing something in the natural, the main thing you ought to be doing always is believe in God. Yes. Right? Yes. Believe in God. Because He is the great healer. And uh, goes on to say that neither could be healed of any. Verse 44. Well, let, let me just stop here. I'm not quite through with that. You know, that, that's another, another reason to be exercising your faith. There are some things that the doctors can help us with. But you do understand that uh, man does not have an answer for everything. People say, well, we, we're an advanced place in our medicine. Well, that's what they said 100 years ago. <laughs> and looking back now, you go, they did what? <laughs> to, to people? Oh, my and what do you think if the Lord tears is coming a hundred years from now? People will say, no, they didn't do that to y'all. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's the best we know. But if you completely put yourself in the hands of men and just look totally to them and just trust totally to them. Now that includes attorneys as well as anybody. And you're just totally looking to them and trusting them. Well, okay, if they can get you out. But what about when, I didn't say if, when they can't. What about when they can't? And you've never tried to believe God. You've never used your faith. You just always looked to them and trusted them to take care of it. But now they come back and say, I'm sorry. There's nothing we can do. That's when people just go off the deep end. They just fall apart. They're desperate. No, if we're believing God on the little things... Then if something comes up that man can't help us with, it's not just going to knock us off our chair because we hadn't just been trusting in man totally. We've been looking to God. Amen. Oh, come on. Can you see this? We've been using our faith on these other things and now we, we, we know what to do. Can you say amen? It says, she came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood stanched, or the literal word is it stood, it stopped. Jesus said, who touched me? Why would he say, who touched me? Because he wanted to know. Why'd you say that, Brother Keith? Now this is this. Some people don't like to hear this, but the indication is he did not know. Because if you do know, why ask? Who did it? Just look at him and go, "Hey." So well, he he knew everything. No, he didn't. He operated as a man. Are you with me? He came to the fig tree, you remember, to see if there was anything on it. You mean he didn't know before he got there? <laughs> if you already know it's nothing on there, why walk, walk over there and why be disappointed and why curse it? <laughs> Just don't go over there. <laughs> no, this is the word of knowledge. Word as opposed to sentence or paragraph, 
or page, just the word. A word of knowledge means you know something. That doesn't mean you know all about it. You just know a thing. And the one who's in us knows everything. And he can reveal a word to us. And so he knew uh, somebody touched him, but not just by word of knowledge. He knew it by sensation. Power had flowed out of him. And he sensed the power leave him. Now he's not having a healing meeting. They're not, they're not laying hands on people. They're not praying for people. They're just going down the road. And this lady comes and pushes through and presses through and touches the hem of his clothes. Didn't touch his skin, apparently, just the hem of his garment. And when she did, something miraculous happened. Keep reading. She came behind, verse 44, and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stopped, stood. She touched cloth that was on. Now, we we know him to be the master, the Messiah, but they didn't see him that way. They saw him as a man of God, which that'd be true too. But a prophet, that'd be true too, and yet more. And she touched his clothes. Now, you remember the Bible said in the book of Acts that they took from Paul's body handkerchiefs or aprons that had been in contact with his body. And when they were laid on the bodies of the oppressed, the Bible said the evil spirits left them and diseases departed from them. They were healed. Cloth apparently can be saturated with healing power. Are the things of God real, my friends? They are. People have, in this age have become intellectual and skeptical and unbelieving and analytical to the expense of their faith. And, but it doesn't do away with the real. Now to the unbeliever, all of this is just imaginary and fiction and they won't be bothered with it. But to the believer, you step into a world where all things become possible. Are you listening, friends? And certainly if the God who created everything that you see and feel and hear is able to alter it and change it, that same power that made you could fix you. Could it or no? And so she touched the clothes on his body and something came out of him through these clothes and went into her and stopped her hemorrhage just like that somebody say glory to God and uh, Jesus said who touched me he just stopped right there who touched me who touched me somebody touched me And uh, when all denied, now all is A-L-L. I guess it includes her too. All would be all. He looked around and said, who touched me? And people are going, I don't touch you. Who touched me? I'm me. Who touched me? Who touched me? Who touched me? And really it became uncomfortable. Jesus' disciples became very uncomfortable. Didn't they? When all denied... Well, it takes a little time for all to deny. They're still standing there. He's still saying, who touched me? And, they, and Peter and they that were with him said, Master. They're trying to help the Lord out. <laughs> Master, you've got all kind of people touching you. There must have been 150 people touched you the last quarter mile in this massive thronging crowd. <laughs> and you're saying... Who touched me? <laughs> Trying to help the Lord out. Verse 46. The master said, Somebody has touched me. Act like he didn't even hear it. <laughs> Thank God. 
You know, a lot of those people mean well, but they're trying to lead you astray. Hmm? Oh, their reasoning is sound. Their logic, sound. <laughs> they're trying to lead you away from faith, lead you away from your miracle. We got to be reasonable. Come on, now you got to think. No, there's a lot of stuff thinking won't fix. The more you think, the worse shape you'll get in. <laughs> Comes a point where you need to quit thinking about it and just start believing in a God who can fix anything. Come on, start believing. Somebody has touched me, for I perceive that virtue, that's the word for power, has gone out of me. Thank you, Lord. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, he's not leaving. He's not going to quit. No matter how much his staff tries to get him to move on, he just keeps standing there going, Who touched me? Is it you? Who touched me? Who touched Who touched me? I'm telling you, it became uncomfortable because Peter felt like he needed to go talk to him about it. And when he gets through with his little speech, he just looks at him and goes, who touched me? Who touched who touch me? I want to know. Finally, the woman. Now, come on, think about what, what's she doing all this time when he's hollering, who touched me? Because she knows exactly who touched him. It's her. She's kind of faded back in the crowd a little bit. They're not having a healing meeting. She didn't even ask if it was okay to come get a healing. Thank God some of these theologians didn't get to her and explain to her that it might not be the will of God. <laughs> she just came and took a healing. Just came, grabbed her healing, and she would have been out of there in just a few shakes, except Jesus stopped and starts hollering, who touched me? <laughs> and so she stops and goes, he looks around. I guess she shook her head when he looked at her. But she saw he is not going to quit. And she could not be hid. And so, she came and trembling, because I, I, maybe she thinks he wants it back. <laughs> and falling down before him, she declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him. And how she was healed immediately. She's got a testimony. Doesn't she have a testimony? How she was healed immediately. And he said to her, daughter, yes. no, don't be trembling, don't be shaking, don't be scared. Be of good comfort. Tell me what the master said this next phrase. Tell me what he told her. Your faith has made you whole. Say it again. Your faith has made you whole. Say it again. Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. Somebody say glory to God. You know, that is not the only time that he said that. You're, you're there in, in the book of Luke. Look over at the 17th chapter, please. Luke 17. Let's just look at a couple of other instances of this. Luke 17. The ten lepers, when they were healed. Luke 17. <clears throat> and 18, Luke 17 and 18, Jesus said, There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger, the one guy that came back. And verse 19, He said to him, He said to him, Arise, go your way. What did He tell him? Your faith has made you whole. What did Jesus tell him? Your faith has made you whole. If you look over in the 10th chapter of Mark. The Bible said in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Let every word be established. In Mark 10. <clears throat> Mark 10. This is blind Bartimaeus. Who sat by the wayside begging and cried out to the Lord to have mercy on him. And in verse uh, 51, he had asked him, 
What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said, I want to receive my sight. In verse 52, Jesus said to him, what did he say? Go your way. What did he say? What did he say? Your faith has made you whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Why don't you say that phrase out loud again? Your faith has made you whole. Now this is one of the greatest revelations we could ever get concerning our healing in our lifetime on the earth here. It's something that the church by and large has lost. If you, if you look at the church universal across the world, it has not been taught. It has not been emphasized. The traditions of men have made the word of God of none effect. People absolutely ignore what Jesus said all these times. This is not a, a comprehensive study. There are, there are numerous other places where he said your faith has saved you according to your faith. As you have believed, be it done unto you. Your faith, your faith, your faith, your faith, your faith, your faith has made you whole. And yet in the light of this clear scripture, people have changed it and said the sovereignty of God has healed you if you got healed. And if you didn't, it must not have been his will. Or they have, I've read after theologians say, well, Jesus was proving his divinity by his power through these mighty works and healing. Well, then why didn't he say that? Why didn't he say, why didn't he say, this is to prove that I'm the son of God? Don't try this at home. It won't work. (laughs) Don't you try to do it. I'm, I'm just, I, this, this proves that I'm the scholar. No, uh, he, he could have said any number of things. God in his sovereignty has seen fit to heal you. He could have said that if that's what he wanted to say. Couldn't he? But he didn't say that. He could have said, my faith has healed you. Couldn't he? He didn't say that. He could have said, the power on me has healed you. And it was the power that affected the change, but he didn't say that. He didn't emphasize that. Tell me what he said. Your faith has made you whole. Oh, friend, don't assume you know this. Don't assume you understand all there is to know about this. It, 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 people that say, well, I, what's the problem? I've still got these symptoms and, and so-and-so's still been struggling with this and so-and-so's been going to, to a church that preaches healing and so-and-so's going to a church that preaches faith and, and after all these years they still got this and we just don't understand what's the problem. It's not confusing. It's not confusing. Here's the answer. Your faith will make you whole. Her faith made her whole. Your faith will make you whole. Sit out loud, your faith, your faith will make you whole. See, people are, they're working on other aspects. They're working on God's end. Pleading and begging, please God heal me. He didn't say your begging will make you whole. Pleading and begging and fasting. Didn't say your fasting will make you whole. Who did Jesus ever look at and said your fasting has healed you? Are you with me? Praying and pleading. See, religion teaches men to be beggars. The Lord never did. I said the Lord never did. If you're a believer, you're not a beggar. You're a receiver. Well, I just don't understand, you know. uh, We're faith people. Why isn't it working? No, no, no. The scripture said, when the Son of Man returns, shall he find faith on the earth? Faith is precious. And just because you got five faith stickers on your refrigerator and car, and and you've been in everybody's healing line and been prayed for by everybody, does not mean you did any of it in faith. And this is what's confusing. People go through the motion, they do things, but just because you went through the action doesn't mean you did it in faith. And it's not going through the action that heals. Tell me what makes you whole. Tell me what makes you whole. Jesus looked at her. He said, daughter, rejoice. Be of good comfort. 
This is good. Your faith has healed you. Your your faith fixed you. She had a hemorrhage. Twelve years. Bleeding. Wouldn't stop. Tried every procedure. Went through every operation, every medication that was known. Spent every dime she had. And was not one bit better. Was worse than before she started all this. Dr. Luke said nobody could help her. She could not be healed of any doctor. But the Bible said she heard about Jesus. Somebody say heard about Jesus. She heard about Jesus. How does faith come? How does faith come? It comes by hearing. Oh, how important it is. That you're in the right places, around the right people, and hearing the right things. Oh, it's so important. Just like faith comes by hearing, faith can leave by hearing. By hearing the wrong thing. Hearing people rationalize and reason and explain how that all died with the last apostle and, and how that was only to prove this and prove that and the day of miracles is past and da da da. You hear all that stuff and people hear it from the pulpit is the sad thing. Sheep are supposed to come to a place where they can get fed. Faith built up. Encouraged. Oh, friend, the Word of God, the real Word of God, brings life. It quickens you. It encourage, Even if it corrects you, it encourages you at the same time, doesn't it? Even if it reproves you and gives you a real good spanking before it's all over, you go, wow, I needed that. I feel better. Right? The real Word of God quickens ministers life and it nourishes your faith scripture said nourished up in the words of faith don't let anybody I don't care how many degrees they got after their name how many books they've written don't let anybody talk you out of believing God God is real he's good he's amazing he's a miracle worker he's a healing God right and he'll do amazing things for people that will believe Him. If her faith would make her whole, your faith will make you whole. But we need to quit working on God. Please God. Please God. We need to quit working on other people. Well, I'm trying to find the person that's got the, the biggest anointing. I'm trying to find the... Jesus didn't say my faith did it. What did He say? What we need to get to work on is our... Faith. Now we can go ahead and get excited knowing that if we get our faith built up, it's a done deal. Right? And we, we need to quit acting confused and going around asking everybody, well, I wonder what's wrong and why I can't get it and why this and why that. It's real simple. Because of your unbelief. Oh, I'm a, I'm a believer. Like I said, it's because of your unbelief. One of the sure indicators of unbelief is fear. No such thing as being full of faith and being fearful. Worried, anxious, well, what this? And what about this? And how come this? That's proof right there. You're not in faith. Asking dumb questions. Y'all going to help me in here tonight or not? Well, how come this? And why not that? And what we're going to do with this? And what if this happens? That's sure sign right there. You're not in faith. Because when you're full of faith, you don't talk like that. Scared, worried, upset, anxious, frustrated, fretting, confused. These are all symptoms and indicators of lack of faith. Faithlessness. And that would be an answer as to why you're not receiving whether it's you, whether it's me, whoever it is. All of us are growing in these things, aren't we? Don't, don't blame God. Don't say it's not His will. Don't blame somebody else. Look at yourself. And be encouraged. And go, if you hadn't been there, you can get there. And you can get there quicker than you think. 
Go to Mark 5. Let's talk some more about this. Tell me what Jesus told her. He said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Why doesn't the church world emphasize that? Why don't they emphasize the individual's faith? It's because people, by and large, don't like personal responsibility. They like no-fault religion. (laughs) What does that mean? No matter what happens, ain't my fault. No matter what doesn't happen, not my fault. God is mysterious, and we just don't know why. But stuff doesn't happen, and we just don't have a clue. And it's just all in His hands. Oh, that sounds nice, but it just ain't so. And you believe that, then nothing is required of you. Mighty convenient. <laughs> hmm? No, no. Your faith can make you whole. It's not time to get annoyed with the preacher tonight. It's time to get excited because of the answer. This is good news. Even if you're told your condition is incurable. Terminal. Come on, friends, are you listening? Tell me what they may not have known or taken into consideration. (laughs) There may not be a drug or a doctor that can fix it, but your faith can. Come on now. True or not? Now, this is not self-healing. No, 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 no. This is not you healing yourself. No, no, no. And this is not just faith in yourself. No, no. This is faith in your Creator. Faith in the one who made your body to start with. Faith in your healer. Come on now. Faith. Faith in the Lord who heals you. Mm -mm. Same God that makes the sun to shine and Created the stars, the moon, the oceans, and gives you every breath. He can fix your kidneys. I said, He can fix your kidneys. He can fix your lung. He can fix your heart. He can fix your blood pressure. He can fix your brain, your vertebra, your joints, your glands. I said, Well, I, I wish He would. I wish it. It doesn't come by wishing. Jesus did not look at her and go, Honey, you're wishing. Has made you whole. <laughs> Did he? Well, I, I, I need it so much, God, I need it. Well, you tell him another 10,000 times how much you need it, and that's not going to get you any closer to it because it's not your needing it that'll make you whole. Are you with me, friends? Well, please, God, please. And a lot of people get into dealing. Let's make a deal, God. <laughs> Come on now, I'm serious about this thing. If you'll heal me, I'll be a good boy. I mean, <laughs> I will quit this and I'll quit that. And y- you need to quit that. <laughs> you can't. You're not in a position to deal. And it really is insulting. You, you, you're, you're healing your deliverance, your salvation. It's so precious and so valuable that nothing could purchase it. Nothing could obtain it except the blood of the Lamb. And He's already given it. And it's already done. And you don't have to talk Him into what He thought of. It's like like you're trying to talk God into healing you. It was His idea before you were ever born. For your sicknesses and diseases to be put on Jesus. It's, it's, It's ignorance trying to talk Him into healing you. You're talking to the wrong person. It was his will for you to be healed when Jesus was at the whipping post. Right? And prior to that, when he had the plan in motion, you don't need to talk him into healing you. He's he's already done it. He didn't say God in his sovereignty has seen fit to heal you. It was the it was the will of God. It was the power of God. It was my faith. It was my ministry. He could have said so many things. Tell me what he said. What did he say? Your Faith has made you whole. Now, people have made fun and say, oh, y'all are those faith healers. Y'all are these faithists. <coughs> Who are you making fun of? 
I'm not the one that said her faith made her whole. Jesus said that. Right? I believe what he said is right. I believe other people with their new ideas are confused. And they don't know what they're talking about, but Jesus does know what he's talking about. So what should you and I be thinking about if we want to receive our healing? Our faith will make us whole. Two things heal this woman. The power of God and the woman's faith. Are we reading it right? What is the power of God still around? Can you still have faith? If you can't still have faith, then you can't be saved. You can't be born again because that's how we get born again. It's with our faith. And if faith is still around and the power of God is still around, then your faith can still make you whole. Oh, I feel like I could preach up in here tonight. Just a little bit more. Come on, you going to help me or not? Tell me what Jesus told her. Tell me what he told her. Your faith. Your faith. Your faith. Whose faith? Some people say, well, yeah, but you know, some people have faith like that. After you've walked with God for, you know, decades like some people have and spent every night and a day in the Word and, and you can quote half the New Testament, you know, some people develop that kind of amazing faith. Yeah, uh, like her. <laughs> What's the extent of her theological education? Now I'm going to describe it to you. Go to Mark 5. We're going to read it. <clears throat> Mark 5:25. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. And had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, I'm going to go over again real slow. When she had heard of Jesus, that's her Bible school. <laughs> that's her theological degree. <laughs> you know, in all likelihood, she couldn't even read. So if she heard any scriptures from the Old Testament read, it was somebody else read them. And, of course, she's been sick and dealing with this problem. I, I don't know how much she's heard and read. And, and what does she know about the anointing? How much does she know about faith? How many faith seminars has she attended? And how many DVD sets of faith... <laughs> what faith is and how to receive and how it's released and the faith of God and you, you know how many she had? None. None. How many meetings she had been in? On, being taught on faith and receiving? None. Somebody say none. None. Where'd she get her faith? She heard that people were getting healed in Jesus' meetings. She heard somebody knew somebody that had been there, and their second cousin had a problem with their leg, and, and it was healed. And so-and-so so -and -so had an eye situation, and, and it got healed, and so-and-so, and, 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 and she just kept hearing these reports. And finally, she just decided, I'm going to get to one of them meetings. I, I, I'm going to get to Well, they're not having a meeting. Well, where is he? Well, he's just passing through. He's passing through on that road, uh, uh, going to the, the next place. And she, in her weakened condition, having hemorrhaged all those years, gone through all those operations and treatments, she said, if I can just touch just the hem of his garment, oh, come on, is this faith? How long did it take her to get this kind of great healing faith? How much did she have to hear? How long did it have to go on? You know, never ask the devil if you got enough faith. You know what he'll tell you? Oh, no. No, you're not nearly there. It is so sad. we got people that have heard all kind of amazing and good things and still feel like, well, I need to hear a lot more. 
and I just need to be a, you know, and I need to get a lot more in me. <laughs> you can see how quiet it got? <laughs> no, no. You just need to decide to believe. Faith is a choice to trust a person. I said faith is a choice. It's a decision. It's a choice. You know, how much faith do you have to build up before you can get born again? <laughs> we, don't, we don't go across with people and, and go, now you're down here at the altar for what? You get saved? Do you have enough faith? How long have you been working on your faith? I don't know if your faith is where you can be born again tonight. Oh, this is going over big. <laughs> Come on, don't, don't, don't just try to put a twist on what I'm saying. Put yourself back on this page. Where did this woman get this amazing faith that got her healed of something that no doctor, no treatment could fix, that she had been living with for 12 years, and she instantly, immediately, this is a miracle. I mean, recovery, getting better over a period of time until you're okay, that's a healing. I mean, immediately, boom, like that, it's fixed. Where'd she get this kind of amazing faith? She heard of Jesus. You ever heard of Jesus? Anybody here ever heard of Jesus? Huh? Did you hear he was good? Did you hear he loved you? Took your sins, took your infirmities and pains, bore them on the cross, paid the price for you, raised from the dead for you, is sitting at the right hand of majesty for you. Have you ever heard of Jesus? Yes. Oh, Lord Jesus, if you would just heal me. He already has. Amen. Oh, please, Jesus, please, if you could just touch me. Please, Jesus, if you could. Quit begging. Amen. Your begging doesn't make you whole. Yes. Your faith yes. makes you whole. What does faith look like? What does faith sound like? We know how it comes. She heard of Jesus. And it didn't take years of hearing. It just took hearing about some meetings and some miracles. And she showed up and pressed through the crowd. Verse 27, when she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. You know, when you really believe something, you act on it. Don't you? Faith without works is dead. If you really believe something, you quit talking and you step out. She... touched his garment for she said if I may touch but his clothes I might be huh if it's the will of God huh if I got enough faith here's how faith talks hmm I shall be I shall be she said this when she's bleeding so weak, she can't hardly put one foot in front of the other, pressing her way through this crowd. Uh, other accounts that we've already read, if you look at the original, the, the idea is that she kept on saying. Because she keeps pressing through the crowd. She can't get to him yet. And she's pushing and people are pushing and shoving and she's weak. And I don't know, maybe she about got knocked down a time or two. But she get up and she said, well, if I can just touch him, if I can just touch him, I shall be whole. I shall be whole. If I can just touch him, I shall be whole. If I can just touch him, I shall be whole. Could it really be this simple? It is this simple. And yet this is powerful. And yet this is pleasing to the Father God. I know my grandmother, uh, back as a, a young woman, had a, uh, a serious problem with her eye. And this is back when people were sick in their homes and they had no money and it was winter time. And little roads they had were just muddy and little cars, you know, were barely uh, able to transverse them. And, and um, the, she was a believer. They, they were part of the Pentecostal church there in the area. And, and they believed in miracles and healings. And, and man, she's about dead. Her eyes all infected and... Uh, they think it's turned to cancer and all kind of stuff. And she's just a young woman. 
And she told, I remember her telling, she used to tell me the story when I was a teenager and a kid. She, and, uh, she said, uh, Brother uh, Busby, I guess that was his name, was having a meeting in Meridian, Mississippi. Man, that was like two states away. It wasn't that far. But in those days, on muddy roads in the wintertime and those old cars, and uh, she said, if I could just get to Brother Busby's meeting, I know I'd be healed. If I could just get to Brother Busby's meeting. Well, one of the uh, persons heard her say that, and, and they had a car that was pretty decent. And they put her in the back of it, and they launched out, and they slid over muddy roads, and it was icing and sleet. And, I mean, it wasn't that far. It wasn't, what, 100 miles or something? But, man, it, it would have seemed like a multiple-state journey, you know. And they finally got there. And she said she kept saying, the hallway in the back of that little, can you imagine? About dead anyway. On those hard ruts and that coming across those little dirt roads and stuff in that little car. And she said she just kept saying, if I can just get to Brother Busby. If I can just get to Brother Busby. She, she, they got her there. They're having the service. They got her into the meeting. They got her up. He's ministering to people. And when he did, she said when, she, when he stepped up close to her, all she could see was the glory of God. She said the glory of God just engulfed him and her. And she said she saw angels standing all around her. Wow. Woo! She left healed. Glory to God. The power of God healed her. And now I was talking to her all those many years later. She didn't die. She lived and lived on and lived along in the full and, and a fruitful life. But do you hear that same kind of thing? If I can just, if I can just touch... You know, we have laying on of hands, and we have prayer, and we have anointing of oil. But, you know, those things in and of themselves is not what heals. They are the point of contact, aren't they? Where you release your faith. And if you have, so many times people come and go, well, I'll see if they got anything. I'll see if they got any faith. I'll see if they got any power. I'll come try it and see if anything happens. Well, you can save your time. Nothing's going to happen. Because it's not trying. Jesus didn't look at her and say, you're trying has made you whole. No. Faith speaks because it is persuaded. You remember 2 Corinthians says, we having the same spirit of faith. They said, I believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. Did she believe something? What did she believe? She believed if she touched the hem of his garment, she would be made whole. And so she just kept saying it, and she kept a pushing, and she kept a pressing, and it wasn't easy. And she was probably tempted to give up and quit and lay down and just feel like she's too weak to go on. But she was so convinced that it drove her. It got her back on her feet. It got her back pushing through the crowd. And she said, if I can just touch, if I can just touch, I shall be whole. I'll be made whole. I shall be. I shall. Is that faith? Yes. Not I might be, I hope I will be, I need to be, I want to be, I wish I was. None of that is faith. I shall be made whole. Won't you try that out loud? I shall be made whole. Jesus had already bought and paid for it now on our side of it. But it's a matter of receiving it. And you're saying I'll receive it and I'll be whole. Can you say glory to, glory to God? Stay with me just a little bit longer here. Keep reading. She said, she said, everybody say she said. She said. She, faith says, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. So she pressed, she said, she touched, and straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up. What no procedure could fix. No medicine. No amount of money. Nothing she or anybody else could do. How easy it was for the Lord. How easy. So people become convinced that their situation is so hard. It's so difficult. It's hopeless. It's unfixable. It's incurable. Well, to man, how easy to God though. Yeah. To the one who made the planets. To the one who created the human body? You reckon it's hard for him? There's no such thing as a hard fix to the healer. 
a touch, a manifestation of glory, power flowing through, and it's changed. Tissue is changed. Nerves are changed. Joints are changed. Do you believe it? Changed. The power of God can change you. There's coming a day soon and very soon when the trumpet's going to sound. And we shall be changed. Not just healed. Changed. I mean from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. The glory of God's going to flow through you and over you. And you're going to not be, when it, when it gets through, you're not going to be mortal anymore. Your body will no longer be subject to aging or weakening in any form or fashion. Well, we don't have all that right now. We're looking forward to it. But the Bible says right now we do have the first fruits. The earnest of our inheritance. What is it? It's a taste. It's a quickening of the body to heal and sustain, to keep you in good working condition so you can finish your race. And you can do what you put down here to do until you get the rest of that. She said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. I want you to notice the feeling was the last thing that happened. See, people come in healing lines, and they come to prayer looking for feeling. But no, first was the hearing about Jesus. Then was the saying. Then was the touching. And the receiving and the power flowing. And then, finally, the feeling. If you're looking for the feeling before you're going to do any believing, you're in trouble. But then she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself, the same time she was aware that that power came into her, of course, he was aware simultaneously that it came through him and out of him. He turned him about in the press. He said, who touched my clothes? Now, of course, you've got to think about this again. She didn't touch his leg. She didn't touch his arm. It'd be like somebody touching your, your coat or your, your hem or your pants. And he knew that somebody touched my clothes. Friend, the anointing is real. I said the anointing is real. And it's working at times we don't even know about it. I know uh, uh, we, we served with Brother Kenneth Hagin in his ministry for a number of years. And the Lord had a strong anointing of healing on him. And, and uh, I know uh, uh, a minister that we all knew. Uh, we were in a meeting one night, and Brother Hagin just came over, and he just he just put his hand like this, and just sat there and talked and preached for about five minutes, and 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 walked away. And uh, that guy wrote him and told him he'd been suffering with something for fifteen years, and it was healed right then. Well, Brother Hagin's not the healer. No man's the healer, but God is the healer, and He flows through us. The Bible said believers. Not preachers. Believers would lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. That wouldn't make you the healer. But it could make you a vessel. Could make you a conduit. For the Lord to flow through. Anybody in here got hands? Hold up your hands. You got hands? Can you lay them on somebody? Could you believe that God would heal them? Well if you believe that and they believe that. You could have yourself a healing right there. Just, just that simple. If you if you're skeptical, well, I oh I don't know. I'm that's that stuff seems strange to me. Well, you won't be bothered with it. You won't see it. You won't experience it because you're not a believer. These signs follow them that believe, and if you believe it, you'll act on it. Somebody say praise the Lord. He said, who touched my clothes? His disciples said unto him, you see the multitude thronging you, and sayest thou, who touched me? He looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said to her, Daughter, he said to her, What? Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole of your plague. Your faith has made you whole. 
That's where Jesus placed the emphasis. That's where preachers today should put the emphasis. That's where we should put the emphasis. That's what's so confusing to people. People are waiting on God to do stuff. And it's a mistake. And people are begging God because their church taught them to beg God. And it's contrary to the scriptures. Our faith will receive from Him. It already is His will. He's already provided. Jesus said it is finished. He sat down at the right hand of majesty on high. There is no more price needs to be paid. There is nothing else needs to be done to buy and obtain our healing, our deliverance, our miracle. He has delivered us from all the power of darkness. Already done. Well, why don't I see it? Why don't I feel it? Well, it's our faith that receives it. We must quit begging God. We must quit pleading and pulling We must quit fretting and fearing and start believing. And no, it doesn't take 20 years. No, you don't have to have a degree in theology. How about this woman? How about her? She just heard about Jesus. And through that, she got enough faith to press through. You you can tell she didn't, I mean, she has a lot of questions. There's a lot she don't know about this. Because when he stops and says, who touched me? She gets scared. She thought, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, I've done it now. She did do it too. But when he, he didn't want to find out so he could reprimand her and go, don't you know it's not always the will of God for people to be healed? You can't just come and grab in a healing like that. There's a lot of mysteries involved. <laughs> These things are complicated. Might not be the will of God to heal you. You just come grab a healing and take off. No, no. Jesus didn't go to that seminary. He wants to know so he can rejoice with her and tell her, good job. Good job. Wish somebody else was around here to do that. Now here's something else. They said, Master, the multitude's thronging you and touching you. And yet, you don't see miracles popping among all them. Think about it. It's possible to press and push Toward Jesus without faith. And get nothing. Just be clamoring. And making noise. And just touching out of curiosity. And and, and, and anxiety. I need, I need. Neediness will not get you any miracles. Desperation will not get you any miracles. People were touching him on every side. And, and, and the anointing was on him. And in him. Why isn't it flowing to them? You know there were needs there. It's possible. To, to press and rush. For the Lord. And, 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 and cry out. And get nothing. Because you do so without faith. But here comes one little weak woman. Through the crowd. And she's not guessing. And she's not wondering, and she's not what if, and and maybe, and and we'll see, and and you just never know. Tell me what she said. I shall. Oh, come on, do you see the difference? You see, this is not an idle, curious touch. I shall be whole. She did. The power flowed. She was. And Jesus said, basically, good job, girl. And of all the things he could have said, God and his sovereignty, the mighty power of God, the faith on me, the anointing in me, you've touched the master. No, no, no. Religion has done that and eclipsed what Jesus actually said and taken us away from what he emphasized. Should you emphasize what the master emphasizes? What did he emphasize? Your faith has made you whole. Say it out loud. Your faith has made you whole. Stand on your feet, everybody. Say it out loud. Your faith has made you whole. 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 Glory to God. Oh, somebody say glory to God. 
Come on, just lift your hands and worship Him in this place tonight. Come on, worship Him. Worship the Lord. Worship our healer tonight. Come on, worship Him, some saints. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Oh, Lord, we worship you. Oh, Lord, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Lord, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. What key we in up there? Go down a step. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. All things are possible. Lord, I believe. Everybody say, Sing it through. 